All right, good. Greetings from First Baptist Church of Decatur, friends. It's very good to see everybody, although I can't actually see you. I hope you're doing well out there during this, uh, these strange days. Um, you know, I miss you, and I'm looking forward to one day getting back together in the same space, same physical space. This is the first in a series of Wednesday night Bible studies, and what we're going to be doing is looking at some lectionary readings from the upcoming Sunday that uh, are not going to be emphasized during the Sunday service. And uh, right now, uh, we're wanting to call this little series of Bible studies Professor Pastor Paul's Midweek Bible Festival. So welcome, friends, one and all, to Professor Pastor Paul's Midweek Bible Festival. This coming Sunday, believe it or not, already is the fourth Sunday in Lent. And I looked up the readings for this Sunday, and one of them, believe it or not, is the 23rd Psalm. So we're going to look a, look a little bit at the 23rd Psalm today. Uh, but first thing I want to do is read it for you. And this might be a bit of a challenge for me because when I start reading this, I start hearing it in my mind from the King James Version, although I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. So let's see if I can get through the NRSV without throwing in some these and thous. King James is what runs in my head when I hear this. 23rd Psalm, only six verses. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for my whole life long. Amen and amen. That's some very comforting words. Uh, I think nice and timely the way they're coming at us today in the midst of this global health crisis. I don't know what you think of when you hear these words. Um, I think of any number of times in my life where, where comfort and hope and trust have been things that I needed uh, a time like now. But looking back in my past, I could probably give you any number of stories from my own life where this psalm uh, spoke to me. I'll share one of those with you now. A number of years ago, 15 years ago or so, I was in a, a pretty dark place. And in the midst of that dark valley, uh, I experienced a call. I can only describe it as a call. Um, to leave the tenured faculty position that I held up at Berry College in Rome, Georgia, uh, and return to Atlanta, my hometown, with my family, uh, to attend seminary, to change everything. And I think, as I put it at the time, to hit the big reset button. And I started seminary just as the Great Recession, our last major economic downturn, was getting underway. Maybe that's why I thought of it this week. Seminary was good, but I began to feel some stress as I sought for clarification in my, in, in, in my vocation for, for direction. And um, when I left seminary, I did not have a clear path. 
at one point I was applying for a job and I was, I, I came, it was a very good job, um, very secure job. And I got number two. I was number two on the list and I did not get it. Um, and what it felt like was this, what it felt like was that I, during all those years from the time I experienced the call until that moment, I felt like I could at least always in a storm kind of see a guide star, kind of like a North star to use, a, use, an, use an analogy. But I, I had a distinct feeling at that moment that I completely lost sight of that guide star. And I felt like all I had left was the memory of that guide star. And I couldn't even, and after a while I forgot what direction it was, it was even in. Um, it was a pretty, pretty rough time. Um, and I, over, over, over a little bit of time, I sort of lost sight of, of what my, what my purpose was. Um, and to switch metaphors on you, I spent the next several years, three or four years like this. It was as if I was on a dark stage somewhere and there was a spotlight around me and I was standing in this pool of light and I didn't know which direction was which. My guide star was gone. And then another little circle opened up beside me and I jumped that, jumped there because I had nowhere else to go. Mine turned off and that one turned on and I jumped. And I did this for years, jumping from one, several, two or three years, jumping from one little pool of light to the next, not even knowing where I was going, just taking the only next step that I could. I had no sense of direction and uh, I felt like I was in a bit of a, a wilderness. So that, that's an experience that I had um, that was harrowing for me uh, because, because for a number of reasons, but it was one that uh, in, in which I relied on the 23rd Psalm and that, that Psalm came to mind quite a lot during those days. And I'm sure many of you will have your own stories to tell uh, from your own pasts. Um, you could, we could probably sit around and share these uh, all day long. Many of us are entering our own sort of new trackless wilderness today, cooped up with family, Maybe you're cooped up with pets. Maybe you're alone. Maybe you're trying to figure out how to work from home. And maybe you're struggling with not working. Sometimes not working is more difficult than working. Because when you're working, at least you're doing something. I have friends with kids, and my friends may lose their jobs. Um, many people are losing their retirement benefits. Uh, their 401ks are tanking. Uh, and fear threatens to overwhelm us as we all enter this new wilderness together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. This phrase reminds me of the Israelites wandering in the trackless desert, being fed manna by God daily, manna sent from heaven. There was no guarantee of tomorrow for them, no storing in barns or saving up for rainy days. There was only continual and deliberate dependence upon God to see them through those days of cleansing and spiritual renewal. So goes the basic Sunday school version of that story. In truth, those days in the wilderness, those days of manna from heaven, were also days of death and loss and bewilderment. Let's not pretend otherwise. A generation passed in that wilderness. Those deaths were real, the losses were real, and they were as bewildered as bewildered can be. I imagine they spent plenty of time fearing evil. 
yet we are told, fear no evil. I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Friends, fearing evil does not mean evil does not exist. Fearing no evil does not mean that evil does not exist. The psalmist says, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. God is not a magician. God does not make our enemies go away. The things that threaten us are real. The things that threaten you today are real. The things that threaten our country and our world this day are real. And God does not show them the door. They surround us even as we feast. We feast even today. And what does that feast look like? Well, as followers of Jesus, we have to say that it looks like love. That's what the feast looks like. Even as we are surrounded by our enemies of fear, of scarcity, of anger, of apathy, of loneliness. So this feast looks like love. It looks like phone calls to those who are alone in the face of our own apathy and and, and uncertainty. It looks like not hoarding in the presence of scarcity. It looks like staying in while loneliness stares us down. And it looks like that school system somewhere in America that I read about yesterday that is using their bus drivers to deliver lunches to children who can't afford to eat, thereby saving the kids from hunger and saving the bus driver's jobs from oblivion. Creative feasting, friends. It looks like generosity and sharing while scarcity and panic gaze at us across the table. In this season, we are following Jesus as he walks toward Jerusalem, toward his rejection, toward his arrest, toward his execution. That's what we do in Lent. Jesus walked straight into all of this. He did not run from his fear and make no mistake, he was human. He knew fear as well as any of us. He did not act like these threats and these evils did not exist and he did not try to make them go away. Our fear and our losses are just as real as his. And true life will meet us on the other side of our fear just as it met him. Take the 23rd Psalm to heart, friends. Fear no evil, and let's not let Jesus out of our sight as we follow him along the way. Amen. See you next week, friends.